episode 43 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them, and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi guys, this episode is hot off the back of the last one because I am packing my bags and heading back to Ibiza for nearly three weeks. So I want to get another episode out before I go. I still have so many stories to share about all the awakenings and things that have gone on over these past few weeks. I am heading to Ibiza to get my house ready to host my small intimate retreat, which starts on October 5th. My eldest son is still living in the house as his summer job at Amnesia Nightclub doesn't end until October 4th. So I need to get on over there and kick him out and do some energetic space clearing. I totally forgot to mention in the last episode that Lydia, the crystal healer, she shared some beautiful wisdom with me on how to clear the chaotic energies in my new home after the builders moved out. Usually I do a smudge clearing by lighting a bundle of dried sage and moving around the room in a clockwise direction as I weave and wave the small stream of smoke into all the corners. I kind of wish away all the negative energies. Lydia said, do this, but rather than intending for negative energies to leave, take a reverse approach. Hold an intention for each room. What do I want to bring in? And immediately I was like, of course, what was I thinking? Always focus on the positive intention rather than on any negatives. I'd been thinking, oh man, there must have been a lot of busy, frantic, chaotic energies in these rooms as the builders were hammering and sawing and drilling into all the walls and floors. And I was focusing on how to clear out that energy, you know, how to get it away. So when I did my energy clearing ritual on the entire house, I started by meditating, and then smudging myself, waving the burning sage bundle over my head, and then along both sides, you know, the front and back of my entire body to clear my own energies first. Then I popped in my earbuds and I put on a track that Lydia had sent me to play as I did this ritual. It's on YouTube and it's called One Hour of the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. It was beautiful. Very repetitive, which put me into a rhythm as I cleared each room, setting my intention for each room, visualizing so much love and joy and happiness in each room. And I also had my beloved Tibetan singing bowl. 
And as I completed each room, I chimed my bell. And yeah, it just felt really good. It it gave me so much joy. And it was kind of funny when I got downstairs and I reached the kitchen as I hadn't realized that my son and his new Italian girlfriend were in there. (laughs) They politely moved outside. I'm sure my son was needing to explain about his woo-woo mother, but he's very open-minded. So I don't think he would have made fun of me. I think he just would have kind of explained what I was doing. I I think he really did because as a matter of fact, he, he kind of made sure I'd done his room too. So I am going to go back to Ibiza, do a bit of space clearing again ahead of my retreat, set my intention for each guest in their room and the house as a sacred place to hold space for them. I am getting very excited and literally just before I started this recording, I did just a quick check of my inbox and I squealed with happy joy to see that the final place on my retreat has been taken by one of my dearest clients in Sydney, Australia. (laughs) She was coming to the UK anyway later in October, but she's rejigged her itinerary and she's going to make it to Ibiza for the retreat. Elizabeth is a member of my Project WE community. She has done my High Vibe Journey program. She's done my Higher program. She did Marie Forleo's B-School under me. She's had a soul plan session with me. So I had put it out to the universe that the perfect woman would take this place. I knew I wanted her to be able to, it's a really small retreat, this one, you know, like just a few people. So I knew that whoever came in needed to be in the same, you know, kind of vibration as the other people who've all done all this other stuff with me. And yeah, like I just trusted and let go. And every day I just like wrote my intention again. And so to get that email and for it to be just the perfect person, and I mean, coming all the way from Australia, like you couldn't make it up. So yeah, I'm buzzing with excitement right now. Okay, so as I mentioned in the last episode that my summer was full of all sorts of insights and awakenings, I wanted to break them down into segments. So last week's was about my crystal healing session with Lydia. And in this episode, I'm going to share about that palm reading I referred to last time. Here we go, episode 43. It was mid-August of 22, and I was spending the summer at my new house in Ibiza. It had been a full-on summer, and I was feeling a bit drained. I'm used to a lot of quiet time in my normal day-to-day life, which suits me. I like getting to bed early with a good book and waking up naturally, feeling my energetic best with a clear head and heart. But August in Ibiza are notoriously crazy. It's the busiest month for tourism, and those into energy always say that you can get swept up in the collective energy of the island in August without even realizing it until your own energy is swirling around like mad, and mine was. Not only the social side, but I've been living amongst builders and chaos and just so many daily decisions. I felt out of sorts, tired a bit spiritually disconnected. I needed a vacation from my vacation. Once a week, I have a personal training session with Jenny, and that week she was agreeing with me about the energy of the island and the crazy heat wave we were having then too. It was just nuts. I'm not sure how or why it came up, but Jenny started telling me about a palm reader on the island called Shanti. She told me a story about her sitting down to have a palm reading with him and how absolutely astounded she was by everything he told her, things he couldn't have possibly known or even guessed, and how much what he told her went on to help her. 
She said, Shanti lives off-grid in the middle of nowhere. He's a proper spiritual hippie. He hitchhikes and catches lifts off people to move around the island. But in the summer, he tends to set up a table at Boutique Hostal at Selena's Beach, and he does palm readings there a lot of Friday evenings. She told me they have a really fun couscous night on Fridays, and I said, cool, well, maybe I'll do that one Friday before we go. But to be honest, palm reading has never really interested me. It feels a little too light and kind of, I don't know how to explain it, just kind of commercial. I remember there used to be this palm reader that would set up on the Santa Monica Pier in California when I was in my early 20s, and it just felt like something you did with your mates for a laugh, you know? I Saying that, I do not recall having my palm read on Santa Monica Pier and being told I'd move abroad. And at the time, I'd just moved to California from Minnesota, and I had never in my life considered moving abroad. I had no passport, and even the word abroad was a concept that just wasn't in my realms of comprehension. Well, that palm reading sure was correct. Only a few short years later, and I was living in London, and then Madrid. Hmm, maybe I'd see Shanti just for the fun of it, if I happened to cross paths with him. So the following week is a really weird one. I have this situation with a really good friend. I'm unhappy. I'm disappointed with her. And I have an open, honest conversation with her about how I'm feeling. I'm doing my best to own my feelings. I'm not trying to place them all on her because I know that nobody can make me feel anything. I choose my feelings. But I also believe in communication and not holding things in. Well, the conversation doesn't go that well. She accepts no responsibility for her side of things and tells me basically how I'm feeling has nothing to do with her. And so I spend the next three days with my vibes all over the place. I mean, I'm journaling on it, giving myself perspective, putting myself into her shoes, trying to come at it from my higher self, taming my ego, pouring love at the situation, and doing all the stuff I teach others to do in my higher program. But I'm still feeling weird low vibes about it all. It's like a line has been crossed on some deep core values, and I just can't seem to let it go. And my husband's like, what's going on with you? Oh, you, you seem kind of weird. I, I never see you like this. And I'm denying it. I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm just tired. And I'm convincing myself that I'm just overreacting because I really am just tired and it's the August energies, etc., etc. So my family are figuring out plans and I, I suddenly remember this couscous night and the palm reader there potentially on Friday nights. And so I suggest to my family that we go for this couscous night and I book us a table. It's kind of hard to believe that Friday is only four days after this thing with my friend but it's been four days of my vibes being all over the place, which I'm just not used to. My vibes are very even keeled these days. And even when something does initially upset me, it's so super fast to move out of me. This is the new me. This is why I'm feeling like I, I really weird and I don't know what to do about it. And it's just not me. And it, yeah, it was not a good four days. So it's Friday. And we get to the couscous night at Boutique Hostel Salinas. And sure enough, there's this guy in a white robe and a knit beanie cap. And he's sitting at a table with a palm reader sign above him. 
And I beeline it over to him and I ask him, can I have a reading? How long does this take? And he says, yes, it's 20 minutes long. And I say, okay, let me just go to the table, order dinner, and I'll come back. So I do that. I go, I tell the others, I'm just going to go and have my palm read. They're kind of like, all right. And um, I'll just be 20 minutes. You know, I tell them what I want to eat and I head back over to Shanti. He's a very odd guy. Long white hair, long white beard. And he doesn't say anything to me. Just starts examining my palms using a small flashlight. Finally, he speaks. And rather than me trying to remember now, I'm just going to read directly from my journal. I wrote this as soon as I got home that night while it was all still fresh in my mind and heart. August 19th. Palm reading with Shanti at Boutique Castel Salinas. He said, You have a good energy, very strong spiritual energies. You have a very strong need for peace and harmony. You have to remove a friend from your life who is not good for you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like get straight to it, huh? I mean, I was literally like anything he was going to say from that point on. I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I was blown away. He said, you are on a big spiritual path and this person is not good for you. Your energies are scattered by them. Not a true spiritual friend. There is a false spirituality. They will be sad, but you must stay strong and do this. You are awakening and now you need to go it alone. Be by yourself. Go deep within. You must dedicate yourself to yourself and stop giving so much of yourself to others right now. Be very disciplined in your practice. I remember him kept saying you needed a disciplined spiritual practice. He mentioned meditation, breath work, yoga, tai chi. He said you need a practice that you can truly dedicate yourself to with discipline. And weirdly enough, I got home and my husband had come back from Madrid and he'd brought the post with him and he brought an envelope from the Self-Realization Fellowship. And I, <laughs> when I wrote this journal entry, I hadn't even opened it yet, but I think that's a whole nother story. But it was like, oh my gosh, this whole thing is about this program that you can, you can be on that's like super, super spiritual. But I later on that summer, like a week later, I had a tapping session, an EFT tapping session, and it kind of felt like that wasn't the thing. So I'm not going to veer off into that story yet. But okay, he said, you are going to bring something big and creative into the world. But first, you must calm your busy mind, slow down, stop the thinking mind, and take some time for being still and silent so the idea can come to you. And at this point, it was the only point that I interrupted him because he was just talking nonstop. And I have to say he has a really thick German accent and I wasn't catching everything he said. And so often I wanted to say, could you repeat that? But he just kind of kept going. So I just took it to be that what I remember is the most important stuff and um, what I didn't quite comprehend. Uh, maybe I didn't need to hear, you know, it was that kind of thing because I didn't understand everything. But at this point, I stopped him because when he said, the big idea can come to you, I asked if it was my book. And he said, no, now is not the time for a book. So sorry, everyone who heard my previous podcast episode where I was getting started on my book. Um, he said, first, create something small, a small art piece just for you. Slow down, release the mind, 
you have the ability to channel already. And that blew me away when he said that because it just suddenly just started talking about you have the ability to channel already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have, I'm looking at my vision board right now. On my vision board, I have um, the cover of a book I'm reading called Opening to Channel. And in my 2022 Design My Year workbook, I wrote that I really want to open myself up to channel. I want to be not a channel that like, Esther Hicks, or I don't know, not not that kind of a channel. <laughs> I want to just be a clear conduit for information, like higher information to flow through me so I can speak that out or write that out. Like I feel like that's a calling of mine. So he said, you have the ability to channel already, but you are not yet ready. First, you need to grow more. And you do that by yourself with dedication to your spiritual practice. He said, it won't take long. You are moving fast. Again, he spoke of being very careful about who I am friends with. He talked about soul friends. He said, there are too many people who are not good for me. One in particular. I remember him saying, be friendly, but not friends. You don't need a lot of people. You are good by yourself. And he talked about, be by yourself. Be in the garden. Get off the computer be creative. You have a lot of creative energy. And if you listen to my episode a few ones back where I gave you an actual excerpt from my intuitive reading with Shar, um, Shar, I had this whole thing about creativity and how I need to get outside and I've got to get away from my desk. And, you know, my higher self was already telling my, me that and I needed another nudge at the end of the summer, I guess, to make sure I didn't go back to my old wicked ways again of sitting in front of my computer every day. He said, people all want a part of you. Don't give yourself away like you are doing. Your energies become scattered. Someone is controlling you. You need to be strong and in your own power. Don't give away your power. And then he talked about big changes coming for you. Imagine he's looking at these different lines as he's saying all this. He's looking at a line on my right palm. And he says, big changes are coming for you in six or eight months. A transformation of finally letting go of something. And then he was moving down different lines. And he said, a move. It's going to be a move. He said, you've traveled a lot. And another big move is coming soon. Then one more destination after this move, and that will be your final resting place. And it's interesting because, you know, the next move is going to be leaving Madrid and moving full-time to Ibiza. But when people ask me, you know, okay, so that's where you're going to spend the rest of your life, or Ibiza's it, I always go, oh, I don't think so. I've always said I, I love Ibiza, but I'm not. it's not the be-all, end-all, and there might be someplace else. And so I feel like my intuition's right about that. He said there will be one more place after that. Um, I remember he counted the years on my lifeline and he was saying 65, 75. And then his voice kind of tapered off and I was like, yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but he, he didn't say any more numbers after 75. He traced my heart line and he said, I must take special care of my heart. And that was the point when I asked a question again. I said, do you mean my emotional heart or my physical heart, the organ? And he said, the organ. And... He started looking at a different line. He said, he remember him saying age 58, 59, 
60. And I mean, I was just about to turn 56 a week after this reading. Um, yeah, so he said 58, 59, 60. And he was talking about the heart. And he said, it's not a big thing. It's something to be aware of. Take special care of the heart then. And already since the reading, when I've journaled on this, I've thought, oh my goodness, I'm very fit. Like I, I work out, I, I take good care of my body, but for quite a long time, I've given up the cardio. I just don't really like running or I, I go through phases, but I'm in a long period of don't like running. Don't even at the gym. I don't even do any cardio at the gym anymore. And I do sometimes have a little niggle that's like, you're doing the running for your heart, Kelly. You need to do it for your heart. I do know that it's not just about like, if I feel like I'm in good shape and I'm fit, I think, oh, I don't have to run. But it's actually more than that, isn't it? We need to take care of the heart, the organs. So that's a little wake up call. And I've already been back at the gym, like getting on the treadmill and getting on the elliptical and doing like the, the bicycle and stuff and getting my heart rate up. He spoke a lot about self-care and really looking after myself. He just kept repeating, take care of you. He saw a lot of light, a lot of spiritual energies. He saw creativity. He saw writing. He saw me bringing forth something, but he kept saying, not yet. Trust. Wait. Use this time to do nothing. Clear the mind completely. Relax. Stop thinking. It will come when I stop thinking. And again, he talked about, I've got to dedicate myself to my spirituality and be disciplined. Um, so I have, if you've been following me on Instagram, I have taken up this challenge to do silent meditation and it's not going super well. I'm super addicted to the Insight Timer meditation app and I'm just not used to the silent meditation, but I'll talk more about that in another episode when I've gotten through the other side of this. And then he had me draw rune stones from a wooden box. If you've never heard of rune stones, it's R-U-N-E-S. And I'd never heard of rune stones until recently when my friend Denise told me that she, you, her, like, I think she had an old boyfriend of hers, an old guy in her life when she was in her 20s, I think, or maybe a teenager. Um, he used to have rune stones. And she said, I really would like to get into rune stones. So for her 50th birthday earlier this year, I managed to track down and find some rune stones for her. They have little symbols on them and things. And even when I gave them to her, I'm like, I have no idea what these are. And you're going to have to like, do a ruins reading for me. And so Shanti had me draw ruined stones from a wooden box one at a time. I think there were five. And I do have drawn in my journal here the symbols that were on the ones that I could remember because I wanted to be able to ask Denise more about them because this part of it, the ruined stones part, went in a blur. I, it, there was a lot of indistinct talk that I just didn't fully comprehend. So the ruined stones part really didn't, uh, I don't remember it. And, um, and then I do remember that the subject of this friendship that needs to end came up again. And I was like, okay, I got it. And so, um, like, okay, what happened after that was that I, the reading was coming to a close and gosh, I, I, I realized it was dark. I looked around me and it was dark. And I remember I didn't have my watch on me and I was thinking, oh goodness, how long have I been? And I, he gave me a couple of little gifts, like this little kind of necklace thing and then something in an envelope. And I kind of floated back to the table. And when I got there, I was astonished because they'd finished dinner. 
they'd had starters, they'd had main course, and they kept mine aside from me. And they were like, you've been, I think they said way over an hour. Time just lost all meaning for me. I didn't think about them or dinner or my surroundings. I was so 100% present. I was in this kind of vortex where nothing else existed except he and I. And I cannot quite describe the level of peace that I felt. Like it felt like I had been given a permission slip to stop wrangling over this situation with the friend and to just let it go. And it was like this burden was lifted from me and I felt light and I felt peaceful and I felt free and I actually felt better than I'd felt. You know, I told you that, you know, I'd felt weird vibes earlier on in the summer too, where I just felt tired and everything. I felt energetic. I felt light. It was like, woof, felt really really incredible. So that lightness and peace lasted for a good couple of days where I felt really whew, like high. And then my mind started to kick in. I remember I kind of woke up in the morning like three days later and I thought, really? How can I not give this friendship another chance? I mean, we have to talk about it. What am I going to do the next time she reaches out to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're out of my life because the palm reader said so? <laughs> And so with my head a little confused again, I drew a card from my Zen tarot deck. And the card I drew was compromise. And immediately I thought, see, the palm reader was seeing this as a black and white situation. And there is always room for compromise. And then I opened up the booklet that comes with the deck and I read in the book about this card compromise. The weird thing is I'd never drawn this card before, not for anybody else. I'd never seen this card before. So what the booklet said was, it's one thing to meet another halfway, to understand a point of view different from our own and to work towards harmony. It's quite another to cave in and betray our own truth. If we look deeply into it, we usually find that we are trying to gain something, whether it is the power or the approval of others. If you are tempted, beware. The rewards of this kind of compromise always leaves a bitter taste in the mouth. This compromise will be dangerous. It will confuse you more. Try to understand why you hanker for compromise. Sooner or later, you will be able to understand that compromise is not going to help. Be clear-cut about your decision. And I cried when I read that. Because it was a point-blank directive that compromise is not always what's best. Shanti had even said, you have a strong need for peace and harmony. And this card said, said the word harmony and how, you know, we, we want to work towards harmony. But it's true. I, I just, I don't like drama. I don't like confrontation. So rather than pondering or agonizing over what to do about the friendship, I just energetically let it go. And that was over a month ago. And she has never reached out to me again to reconnect. And we're talking about what had been a super close friendship. And there had been no real fight or argument. We just went our own ways. It was like an energetic cord was cut. And I'm sure this is for the highest good of both of us. People need each other in each other's lives for certain experiences and lessons and growth needed at that time. And I treasure the gifts that this friendship brought me. And there were so many gifts. I hold no ill will. 
I feel really at peace with it. And interestingly, this isn't the first time this has happened recently. Last year, two very dear friends floated out of my life again without drama. At the time, I remember I took comfort from listening to a Lee Harris energy report. He was talking about the shifts taking place on our planet. He was saying people will drift out of each other's lives more than ever during this time. Let them go. Create space for the new people to enter who are needed at the next stage of your journey. He said nothing to be judgmental about. We are all one. And I wanted to remember more about what he'd said. So I opened up my journal and started flicking through. And I found from November 23rd, 2022, it was some notes from a Lee Harris recording. He does these energy updates and I oftentimes take notes. And what he said back then, the gift in speaking your truth and someone else telling you, well, I don't like your truth and I don't align with it is that they free you to go and be with the person that does, and vice versa. When you are honest with them, and they do not resonate with your way of being, they also get freed up to go and find someone they can connect with. Owning your energy field is a process. It is a learning. Once you own your own energy field, your soul mission becomes empowered to the strength of 1,000. And you knew before you incarnated on this planet, that your challenge would be reclaiming your energy field. You are going to come back to earth and remember who you are as a soul. Embody that and become the ambassador of that for others. And when I take this highest level perspective on these friendships that were once incredibly important to me and still are for what they were, I see us as souls in each other's human lives for a purpose, to get each other to a certain point and then to let each other go so we don't stay stuck in patterns that no longer serve us. I don't even think that the, I don't know what you call the difference of perspectives with my friend this summer was even probably that big of a deal. It just had to happen in order to be the catalyst for where we both needed to go next. I ask all of the time for divine guidance. And if I don't listen to that guidance when it comes through, I mean, if I question it or I think I know better, I am not going to keep receiving it. So I am listening and I'm receiving and I'm responding. And my affirmation at the moment is I am reclaiming my energy field. I am creating a multidimensional life for myself. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. Are you aware of the influence others have on your energy field? Are you feeling a shift in dynamics in any of your relationships? What if there didn't have to be a big, dramatic breakup? What if coming to a peaceful place in your heart and energetically letting them go is what's needed for both of you? What can you be doing to strengthen your energy field so you are able to align clearly with your path? 
Thanks for listening to the Project Me podcast. In the next episode, I'll be sharing more insights and awakenings that are happening for me in rapid succession, including a tarot reading last week from the very woman who handed me that deck of tarot cards in the parking lot six years ago. I shared that story in episode 17 if you want to hear that one first. And if you want to understand yourself as an energetic being and know how to maintain your energetic field in very practical terms, I teach this in my High Vibe Journey program. My current round is already in full swing, but if you'd like to hear when I open up registration again, just pop me an email, hello at myprojectme.com. As soon as I get enough people interested, that's when I start thinking about when I'm going to run the next one. It's also a great idea to get onto my newsletter list at myprojectme.com. I'm planning to run a free Zoom workshop open to all soon. And yeah, I've got a lot of ideas about things percolating. So if you get on my list, that's the way to make sure you don't miss anything. I'm also opening up bookings for more soul plan sessions. If you'd like to discover what your soul came here to do and be in this lifetime, I'd love to do a reading for you. Again, email me hello at myprojectme.com and I'll send you more details. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.